Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Worth It Podcast. My name's Thomas, and I'm here with Jonathan Mountford. Yay! Oh, full name <laughs> did it again. again. Did it again. Kill it's all right. I'm going to tally now how many times I've wound you up in this. Get William of... in there if you're going to do it. Jonathan okay. William okay. Mountford. Oh, I'll do. <laughs> and then we have to get mine in as well, John and David. Yeah. So it's yours, David. <laughs> Yeah, my confirmation name's David and my middle name's John. There we go. Uh, Fun fact. You couldn't be any more English. In fact, both of no. us, William no. and David. How bloody William and David. Catholic is that? Imagine if we were just like... Imagine if they stopped calling you by your first name and just called you by your middle name forever and ever. So you'd yeah. just be called William. Or Ooh, Will, man, let's be Will. honest. I'd Will. be called David or Dave. Yeah. Which just I would not like. There was a there was <laughs> a lad think. in my ear who like uh, yeah. he he refused to be called by his like first name. I think it's because his dad really? had the same first name or something, so he just right, changed so he was like it. A junior was he? Yeah, I, I, no, he wasn't even a junior. He just like just had the same first name, so he just changed oh. it. So like, yeah, no one, no well, one, like, knew. He, like legally changed it, or did he? No, no, no! Just everyone called him it, and no one even questioned it. I think it was on oh. the on the uh, registers as well, and no one knew. And then I think in in the last year of sixth form, I was no, no, it wasn't sixth form. It was like the last year of actual school. I was in science with him, and he told me, "Yeah, he was like, yeah, that's not my name." I was oh. like, "What? Are you should, yeah, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Ev- everyone called him Jack, and his real name was William." And yeah. I was like, "Why?" And he was like, "Just don't like it." <laughs> Well, I, I kind of had a similar experience with that because um, the, the one of my aunties, uh, I only found out, mm. must have been like a couple of years back now, that her first name was Elizabeth rather than Jean. Yeah. And, because she'd been calling by Jean. Everyone just called her Jean. Yeah. That was it. Um, and uh, just because it was easier and it just rolled off the tongue nicer and, you know, just kind of got stuck and that was it. Stuck there. Yeah. I mean, um, if it doesn't make any difference to anyone else. Yeah, Might as well. I think. Don't quote me on it, but I think she was named after the Queen because she was born on the Queen's birthday. She was born on the twenty first of April. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah. So they called her Elizabeth Jean Price. So mm. I, I thought, yeah, I think I think that's why. So then, for she didn't really want to be associated with that, so it's kind of let's go with Jean instead. Call you Jean mm. or Jeannie. Um. So yeah, I found out that she was called Elizabeth, and it kind of confused her. Tom's simple mind just totally blew. Yeah, it exploded <laughs> in that moment just there. <laughs> hey, guess what I'm doing at the minute? It, I'm it, reading books. Oh yeah, what yeah. kind of books? Yeah, like yeah. factuals. Um, well, I I used to read a lot of Lee Child, so Jack Reacher and that. Oh um, yeah. Prior to uh, me going to sixth form and stuff so i when i was yeah. like in year 10 i used to read loads and loads and loads um mainly around like the games that i played so i used to use read the novel version of the games that i did played. so like assassin's creed oliver bowden's assassin's creed are they any good stuff, are they? they are brilliant oh they... you know what like, i need to get into a new book i always hated the fact that um abstergo and all that was crowded in the Assassin's Creed games and I didn't like Desmond and those missions just took it away. Mm. All the fun from Assassin's Creed. But in the actual books it doesn't even mention Desmond. It does. Yeah. It like subtly hints towards him towards yeah. the end and stuff. Um, he hints that like he feels like he's being controlled by a, by an alternate power and yeah. all that. Um, but the actual book itself is just set in the, the time period and it's like it literally follows the game bit by yeah. bit, step by step all the way through and it's fantastic. Um, is it is it the same author that writes them all, or is it like like yeah, um, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. Do, do you know The Witcher? Written by totally yes. different people. It's like... Is it? Yeah, yeah. So, like, you take the concept away and then you write your own book and then right. it, it just becomes part of, like, the Witcher franchise. So, like, every Witcher book was written by, like, like different people. One of them is, like, a, a Russian fella. The very that must first get really one. confusing. It's, it's not, though, because you have to, like, I think you have to, like, follow. Do you know what I mean? Like, right, like, so, like it, a certain like, path. Yeah, if you were to put your mind to writing a Witcher book now, you'd have to read all the ones that everyone else has written and then yeah. follow that and like make that storyline continue on. Or at least, like, do you know what I mean? Change it. Fair enough. But yeah, dead yeah. clever. I mean, it is dead clever because at the same time, you can have five different books being made. Do you know what I mean? You can have, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I couldn't get into them. The, it was, no. Because uh, at the minute, I'm going through like this storybook phase of just listening to things instead of reading them so that I can right, like, I see. do you know what I mean? I can go for a walk and read a book at the same time. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, I mean, oh, if the voice, what, if the voice isn't right, it proper winds me up. Oh really? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. God like, damn. Like, uh, what's it called? Like I was reading a book at the minute where it's all in Irish and then like it mm. changes and he has to do an American accent and it's, awful like it's an irish guy oh, trying really? to do an american accent and yeah it's bad it's almost yeah. like totally ruined the book as well it's got an off yeah. button isn't it yeah it's just it sense, just doesn't yeah. sound right do you know what i mean you want to be like yeah it, it's like escape like escapism isn't it you want to like feel like you're in it and if it doesn't if something doesn't click right then you can't you can't like commit yourself to it yeah, it's like the whole thought of like a complex narrative. Like I don't mind something being difficult to understand and confusing mm. because it gives me like a challenge whenever I listen or watch yeah. or or read for that matter. Yeah, but I yeah, like yeah. like the Terry Pratchett books, for example. They just jump all over the place and they don't have any logical sense or order. So it just confused the heck out of me, and I couldn't ever get back into it. Which ones? Such, uh, like Dodger, for example. It just like it would just be like talking about the main character and then it would yeah. just literally it within the next sentence jump to a completely different time period and timeline yeah and a different character and then come back again but yeah. i'd be like trying to catch myself up <laughs> you know what i mean i had to reread just, stuff and i don't yeah. like rereading pages no that's just uh bad writing isn't it bad, uh, yeah well i mean it, it's very good writing i can imagine it's really cleverly done yeah. um, but i could just never get into it at all maybe it just wasn't it wasn't for me Maybe if you try audio booking it, that might help. Yeah, or maybe it, it does make it even more confusing. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. Oh man. What was it? Yeah. But the like that whole art of storytelling is so like unique to yeah to a person, isn't it? In general, yeah. you know, like every person has different life experiences, so therefore every person will write differently too. Yeah. So like you say, for example, if you went to like a football match tomorrow, right? Yeah, let's say lockdown doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. You went yeah. to a football match tomorrow, and I went to the same football match. We'd take different things from that football match, and yeah. Therefore, yeah, we were to write up about it. We write totally different things. Do you think that's what? Yeah. Do you think that's? See, I believe that that's because you find different things important, so you will notice different things. Yeah. Than I will. Or do you know? Do you know what I mean? Or you might notice things in a different order. Say, if like we mm-hmm. go to a movie, I, I will. I might appreciate the sound of it. Like on the music mm-hmm. soundtrack, and you will appreciate how things are filmed. So we'll come away from yeah. it thinking about two different things. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. And do you reckon like, that transfers over to like reading then? So if someone like writes a, writes in a certain style, I want yeah. 
Yeah, because that, that's might, why there's so many right different there. authors around, isn't there? Because uh, they all have different thought and thought processes, and therefore they all have their own little fan base of people that really enjoy that particular thing. Uh, uh, it's very unique, isn't it? It's like, you know, you go onto YouTube, right? And uh, there is a big hook towards train videos, watching trains uh, drive from destination to destination. Literally millions and I millions don't believe of views. It. I, I can absolutely promise you. Um, there was something about it was like a news article about it a couple of years back. Where oh, what for some though, reason, what do they do? At a certain point, there was a train. Oh, yeah, they basically had a GoPro and it was live streaming its um, transport from yeah. uh, one destination to another, and it was just driving across like open land through through towns and through stuff, and it would just hook like a ma- a massive group of people would just come and watch it, yeah. just for I guess the satisfaction factor of getting away and just looking watch at something some else scenery. for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or wondering what somebody else's part of the planet looks like compared to yours, I guess. Yes. You know, like a, mm-hmm. if a big steam train decided to like go on its way through Germany, I'd watch that. Yeah, I want to know what Germany looks like. Uh, That'd be wicked. It's just like, you know, it's niche areas that people like latch onto, I guess. Sometimes other people might think, nah, that's not right. That's strange. That. Uh, but then, you know, other people might go, well, actually, that's really interesting. I want to watch that as well. And uh, find out more about it. It's weird, isn't it? The internet's weird in general. Yeah, it's got everything. <laughs> I read yeah. a statistic or something that in like every three days we put more information onto the internet than we ever did before, like two thousand and one or something. What? That's that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like all the information. We... Plus, we we transferred yeah. almost every book written onto the internet in two thousand and one, yeah. and then like. Every three days since then, we just redo it. I can imagine that statistic, by the way, would mm. be before uh, 2005. Yes. 2005 was sure the turning was... point for the internet. Was so, it? Uh, something that was called Web 2.0, and it was the ability for the general public to access a public domain and uh, overwrite mm. data onto was websites. That, was that yeah. when did Wikipedia come in? Was that what that was? It was all around the same time. It's like in this massive boom where yeah. like um, the likes of YouTube came about around 2006, 2007. And, you know, everything just started to really quickly release from that point on yeah. uh, because you didn't actually have to be an expert coder. Well, to be honest, it, it, as long as the back end was set up, so yeah. as long as a coder could set up like a space where you could input data and press submit, then you didn't have to be an expert to submit data onto yeah. the internet anymore. Basically, it was very locked off prior to that. It was very like only companies would use it as an intranet source and yeah. um, used to be very specific. You didn't really just go on to Google to search for something. You had to like, well, you first had to have a bloody computer that could access it quick enough. Yeah. Do you ever remember that point at which it used to like download the image and it used to do it by lines? You just <laughs> yeah. line it in uh, all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> That's so shocking, that, isn't it? Dial up internet as well. And, you know, like, you, it's weird because... Someone goes uh, on the know, phone and your internet goes down. Yeah. How mad was Dial that? Dial internet. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do you know what's crazy? We remember all this, right? We were born before Google existed, which is crazy. But yet we're still classed as Gen Zs. Really? Me and you are still classed as Gen Z. We Google was born before born Google existed. Google was born in 1998. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. I feel so we were old. Born in 1997, but Gen Z is from 1997 
onwards. Or 1996, mm. sorry. 1996 onwards. So we're a year into Gen Z, uh, which means we're not millennials in any way, which is strange, isn't it, to think of? Even though we've experienced all of the technological advancements, mm. we're not... Um, yeah. Yeah, that's my bad. I suppose, yeah. That label means nothing, though, really, does it? I mean, yeah, well, then when, when they pack it us with the people who grew up with iPhones and iPads, it's kind of hard. Oh, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> you grew up with Noc- Nokias and Blackberries. I, I had a Nokia phone that we used to play football with on the uh, playground. And I used to <laughs> genuinely gen- used to full-on play football with it, and it'd be absolutely yeah. fine afterwards. I'd go and like ring my yeah. mum on the way home. It was bananas. We used to like steal like the nerdy kids' Nokia's and throw them off the stairs to see if they'd break, and they'd, 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 lo, lo and behold, they wouldn't. <laughs> what the hell? Honestly, uh, that's yeah. horrible. <laughs> well, <laughs> so um, I remember getting yeah, my first then, flip phone as well. I mean, like, oh, yeah. so in high school, it, it was in high school. I had my first flip phone. <laughs> at the LG Cookie, do you remember the LG Cookie as well? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you remember oh the one God. that slid? Instead of flipped, yeah, at the yeah, sliding yeah. phone, and it like um, slid at like a little angle, and it revealed the keypad. Blackberries as well. Do you remember how yeah. popular Blackberries were? Just because yeah, you could type the, like a monster. Yeah, the full, full QWERTY keyboard on the front. I had Did one you? of them here with the ball in the middle. I never got, never got a Blackberry. I was. Oh yeah. Uh, that's why I used to play with my Nokia. I used to kick it around yeah. the field so I could try and get a better phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, oh, no. it was a wasted effort. Like that thing was impossible. It was like, when the first touchscreen phone like came into like popularity as such, mm. and like everyone was gawking over it in our school, it was like because it was it was it was, what was, was it called it? the LG Cookie. Was it? Yeah, it was one. Yeah, yeah, and it was like a little really thick tablet looking yeah. phone yeah. Um, that really didn't respond at all. You had to do um, touch calibration on it. Yeah. Do you, ever, you, yeah. do you ever remember doing that? And you had to like press the top left and then the bottom, bottom uh, left and the top right, bottom right, and then the middle set. To calibrate the phone, and you have to do it every day, otherwise it would like touch in random places. Can you imagine having to calibrate an iPhone? No. <laughs> I don't, <yeah. laughs> like, honestly, but, but kids don't know how lucky they are. <laughs> yeah, but um, imagine what the kids are gonna say about the next generation of things. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I used to have an iPhone that couldn't like download your DNA onto it. I used to have one that didn't have a hologram. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just had a screen. Imagine. <laughs> Kids don't know how unlucky they are these days. <laughs> yeah. I saw a really funny meme the other day that was like um, uh, 1980s kids were saying that we'll have flying cars in 2021. And then it said 2021. The UK will be released from lockdown on March the 20th. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. This is how it's going. <laughs> But yeah, it's mad how quick we advance well, we... Te- tech-wise. Because remember, yeah. we used to have like overhead projectors onto whiteboards. Oh yeah. Uh... Rather than having actual smart boards, smart boards. <laughs> mad, isn't it? I remember once when um, we when the first smart board we got in the school came in, the teacher accidentally wrote on it in pen and didn't realize. It was oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, just wrecked it basically. Dead expensive. At they the time. were awful them things. Oh, yeah. You had to do calibration on that as well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. like every left. ten minutes. Press <laughs> it with the pen. Yeah. Uh, it was like nobody used it either. They used it literally the same uh, way a projector would be used. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I remember like uh, they used to like literally have it there as like a display, and then we'd all use the whiteboard yeah. next to it. It was just quicker. Yeah. You could just wipe yeah, things yeah. off quicker and write things Absolutely. on quicker. Wow. Did you have blackboards in your school? 
whiteboards but yeah pretty much the same so in all of our geography rooms and all our history rooms we had proper blackboards really? um they kind of stopped using it do you just basically in one of the rooms i think mm. one one three i think it was it was like basically it had like this thing like a contraption and it was like a carousel so you pulled the the string on the right and yeah. it like had like eight blackboards and uh, you could just rotate yeah, 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 yeah rotate it around and it had this little tiny whiteboard on the right. But they just used the tiny right whiteboard. Didn't even use the blackboard at all. <laughs> the blackboard's blank. It'd have been blank for years. They're they just used this little tiny, that, tiny one. They? Yeah, they are, Absolute yeah. yeah. And then you have to go and like clean the dusters and stuff and it just yeah. makes a mess and it's just nah. Chalk no dust. Chance. Not good. Um yeah. But yeah, we were like right in the middle of when everything was accelerating, weren't we? So Were we talking about space exploration last time? Was that uh, on this, or yes. was that just one of our conversations? Right. I read a thing that they're going to start mining minerals on Mars. Yes. Is it So Elon Musk is, like, on the sneaky sneaky, got, like, a law that says he's allowed to mine the minerals and bring them back and sell them. It, it said there's, like, four, like, a, like, 400 billion pounds worth of minerals on it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was it was nice. something ridiculous. I think it was like a hundred million pounds worth of minerals per person on the planet is yeah. on Mars. If they're gonna start mining it, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah Did yeah. you um? So obviously, let's talk about that then, because the Perseverance drone actually released footage of it landing last night. Did you see it? Yeah. 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 How amazing was that video clip? Phenomenal. Absolutely stunning. Yeah. I watched it live. You know when he did the whole announcement thing and everyone was clapping at the end. Yeah. Oh, how wicked. I mean, um, obviously, it must have taken... They got 30 gig of footage yeah. transferred over something that is a lot, a long way away. That must have taken so long to download. I complained about my internet being slow. <laughs> how long yeah. must it have taken to download that footage? For oh, some dad. reason, they didn't have the audio. I don't know how the audio would have broke because it was on the undercarriage of the thing. So yeah. the schematics were released that showed you where the cameras were and where the audio was placed. Yeah. Uh... And the audio was on the front side, wasn't it? Just... Mm-hmm just underneath so i don't know how that's broke what audio would be the scent um well it's an atmosphere it does have atmosphere it has a uh, wind sound basically uh, um, maybe that's what it was it's just so much wind that he thought that nah, people don't want to listen to this maybe yeah or maybe it just cut out or maybe they heard somebody the or maybe, yeah the alien said <laughs> hello or something yeah what the f- <laughs> <laughs> delete <imagine>. delete delete <laughs> Who the hell? <laughs> yeah, they get there and there's just a Russian fella. You're too late. Nah, it's like Adolf Hitler and Michael Jackson. And they're all just chilling. Prince. <laughs> oh, he's back. Yeah, Prince. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, yeah. So Perseverance landed and they got... Um, they shot it all in 60 FPS, which meant they got slow-mo out of it, which is wicked. Yeah. Um, and the reason why they shot in higher frame rate... To get not only to get slow mo, but it allows them to study more or closer. So the more the more frames they have in the image, the more they can study the, um, the actual that event that unfolded as such. Slow mo. Um, Mars landing. They I the actual video. They did a side by side. Did they? Um, of it landing yeah. Yeah, so they did a, the thirty percent speed of it landing, and they did a full speed of it landing. Um, it was so cool to watch. I mean, the, the amount of technology that it goes into landing it autonomously on earth let alone on a different planet this is crazy i also saw a an image the other day that said if the perseverance drone had landed 
like 100 million years ago. This is what it would have looked like. Mm. Water. The whole thing was water. Really? There was water on Mars, yeah. And that's why they're exploring it so deeply, because they reckon that there's minerals or something underneath the surface yeah. that they can mine. Where, the where's the water gone, though? By the way, uh, it, it heat, heat and frozen and destroyed and ah, right. gone over by solar winds and tornadoes it got, uh, and whatever they have. Has it got an atmosphere? It like does, a thick yeah. One, so so it's got a the atmosphere is thinner than Earth. Yeah. Um, How much? The gravity is, I think, a little bit stronger. Basically, in order for... They have, to, they have a drone, don't they, that they yeah. can fly. Yeah. And in order for the drone to work, it has to spin 10,000 times faster than a normal propeller blade. Does it, yeah. To put it into context, yeah. Yeah. So it's um, a lot harder to uh, do stuff on Mars. But They're all so young. All the people oh, yeah, in the, the guys, community. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. like in the 30s. That's what I love about the space folks and the astrophysicists. They're all, they are all young. The young guns. It's. I think it's technology. They have to be like yeah. updated in technology. Like the actual scientific yeah, right, understanding yeah. of it stays the same, but technology yeah. changes, so it has to be transferable. So like people age yeah. out when you just like you literally get like yeah like aged out by technology because the next generation of things have come out and you don't you know you weren't taught how to use it as you were getting yeah, yeah, educated. Yeah. I think in regards to engineering. And stuff that's totally true, but like mm. the actual fundamentals of science is probably done by a lot yeah. of older, yeah. older heads and stuff. But the, yeah, as you say, the actual piloting and the, and the whole, takeoff and landing stuff definitely, definitely by a younger generation. God. Um, and it's I saw a like a news article the other day as well that said that perseverance is actually one of its main functions is to start generating oxygen or creating oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. So what putting it into there is into into like a um like a structure, like a bubble, so it can keep it so when people land they have a supply. Yeah. They can run off and it and it can start generating oxygen itself. Um What does the land look like? It just looks like dirt, doesn't it? Yeah, you're uh, you watching the video now? Uh yeah, you'll see as it gets closer, it's like um it's like compacted sand. Yeah. They don't know what it is. Is it actually sand? What What is it? They don't know. Because um, nobody's ever got samples back from Mars, so we don't know. But it'd be amazing as soon as they can send something up there that can bring stuff back. That'll be brilliant. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. He's like 25. It... Yeah. Like looking at interviews Just... with engineers and stuff like that about how they got it to land and stay still. He's uh, yeah. like... He's got spots. <laughs> <laughs> Mad. Yeah. Oh man! I suppose it, it, it is make, great. Yeah, your inward intelligence makes no difference to your outwards look. So, look however you like. <laughs> Are you judging this man's looks? I am. I was. I found. My, I found myself doing behavior. it, and I, I stopped myself. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. I think being young makes it <gasps> even more. First audio. To be honest. Found you. Found some audio. Oh, we got we we've had audio from Mars for a couple of years now because oh, we okay. have the other drone that's there. Um, it sounds a bit eerie. Let's put it that way. It? it sounds eerie. Yeah. yeah, it's like a weird wind whistle. Wow. But yeah, they just parachuted it down. Well, is that? I thought of, they wanted to land it. Like they did. They did. So they had to do like a descent to slow it to a certain speed yeah. and then a rocket thrust to make uh, it land to the ground. Okay. But if they over thrusted, they could break the equipment, basically. 
already already what already there's conspiracy theories secret parachute signal <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at they were doing there was like there was a picture on there the other day and it was yeah. like a picture of mars and it looked fantastic and somebody like put like a dot a literal dot in the <laughs> yeah. sky from like a bit of pixelation from the camera because it's taken in not fully downloaded res and went alien <laughs> it's literally like a like a tiny outline of black <laughs> oh my god oh. they've got someone Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Uh, uh, <laughs> I want to see E.T. running along on little legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Somebody put Bernie Sanders in there on a chair. No, it's just, uh, this is it. This is it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's fascinating, isn't it? It's a great, a great step forward. Uh, a really great step forward for us all. Um, and people are saying, like, um, I remember that people are like, oh, we could use the budget somewhere else to do this or to do that. And Ugh, people always yeah. are taught that it's like a fraction, a fraction yeah. of what America spends per day, let alone mm. like per year. And it's a tiny budget allocated to NASA. So get a get a grip <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or let SpaceX do it. More, get a grip or let SpaceX do it. More importantly, it's all like money's a concept. We've if we've got the resources to do it, just get it done. So yeah. Whinging about it. Yeah, absolutely. Damn right. Oh, right, so let's... Uh, all conspiracy theory rubbish. Right, get rid of that. Oh, too much conspiracy theory stuff. Yeah. And, Go on. Um, what were we talking about? So, today, yeah. Star releases on Disney+, Plus, right? And Star is like a, um, a digital platform that houses programs just like Disney+, Plus or like Hulu, HBO, you know, mm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and with it came like a, a really long list of uh, different programs. And how they did it was quite cool. They, they released an image of the star logo. And within the logo was the um, logos of all of the different shows that were coming. Yeah. Uh, and there's loads of stuff. There's Family Guy. There's um, there's Bones 24. There's Grey's Anatomy. There's a load of movies as well that are coming with it too. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Good idea, good on them. What were we talking the other day? Did we talk about the the reason why, or the reason why I reckon Star is releasing on Disney? Was this on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I don't think it was on the podcast, but we have. If yeah, was it so, on the podcast? Okay, I don't know. I'll mention it again. <laughs> I, 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 de- I definitely reckon that the reason why they're releasing Star is because you know, to target, I guess, an mm-hmm. adult um, yeah. thing. Because if you want a well-rounded subscription to a subscription service, you want well-rounded content yeah. and. You know, at, at the start, Disney could only focus on Disney movies, Marvel, yeah. Nat Geo, um, and they couldn't really round their content out. But it's, now they've started acquiring more. Yeah. It's um, like expand the demographic, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. yeah if you've got mums paying for yeah. their kids to watch Disney Plus, then they want to have things to watch themselves, don't they? Yeah, hundred percent. And do you know what? At the time as well, you know. I guess online streaming platforms are getting bigger and bigger and bigger naturally just because of people being inside for longer. Do you reckon that when, you know, we're all allowed out again as such, do you reckon people will return to the cinema? Do you reckon they want to go back to the cinema and to the theatre and to live productions and live shows or do they want to stay it's... away from it all, I guess? Ah, that's a good question. Uh, it's individual, isn't it? Yeah. Uh... 
so, uh, yeah. so to you, would you would you go like if like say for example, I go to the cinema. Uh, yeah, there was yeah. Would you go to the cinema? Yeah, Absolutely. To watch a new film. I, I've missed like the you know the nights out, the date nights where you go yeah. for like dinner and you go to the cinema and end up playing yeah. a bit of pool and that. Yeah, I've missed it loads. But, I, yeah. I haven't missed the idea of spending money. <laughs> but, yeah. but I have missed the just the just being there, just being in the yeah. atmosphere with. It's not necessarily with other people. Even if I just went on my own, I'd, yeah, I'd be yeah, happy yeah. just to be at a cinema watching a movie. Yeah. Um, I I find myself a lot of the time when because I'm doing a lot of review stuff, obviously for Worth It and the, on the website at the moment. Mm-hmm. And um, when I sit down and like watch Netflix movies, I just get bored really quick. Yeah, and I think it. I think it's yeah, affecting yeah, yeah. my reviews, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But do you, do you not think some of the movies that you're watching aren't as good? I, f- I feel like oh, they're definitely f- yeah. I think I don't know. I I haven't watched what, a TV show or movie recently that that's been fantastic, and yeah. it's 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 almost like they're putting less effort in and just churning them out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like they want to just they're... have new things on your TV instead of good things on your TV. Yeah, I think you know. I think that's one of two things. That's been honest. The right. act of desperation to get stuff out quick mm-hmm. before we lose out because we had such a stop. And the, um, the competition's stacking up. Netflix didn't have yeah. competition back in the day, so they didn't have to worry about it. But now you've got Disney Plus, you've got like an entire line of TV bloody sites, yeah. don't you? So everyone's like climbing over each other to try and be successful. Yeah. But, I mean, and and in get... reality, that, to be honest, Netflix do have to worry because by yeah. 2026, Disney Plus will have overtaken Netflix on subscriber base, yeah. which is not far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, literally is like uh, if you think of it like like a company selling a product it's just mm-hmm. the product like Disney Plus has Star Wars they have like you know like The Mandalorian that is brilliant yes. and they are putting out brilliant shows and stuff like that Netflix mm-hmm. just aren't doing that they aren't putting out yeah. brilliant shows and the stuff they do put out is like so tame it's, do you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like all inclusive rubbish all the time and it's you know, like you know it gets it repetitive the, the netflix originals that did come out originally mm. they were obviously brilliant so you've got like sex education you've got the witcher mm-hmm. you've got uh mind hunter um and uh, hand, loads and loads more i can imagine marco yeah. polo for example um and you know loads of stuff that was exclusive to netflix and nobody else could get a hold of and it was great really brilliant to watch as you say it's been spread around everyone has like yeah. different one one or two great shows and i think it's like i guess saturated the market in its entirety yeah so even a new show which would be great normally you'd be you'd see it as great if there wasn't a disney plus around but the mandalorian yeah. Um, it's almost because like they did a thing didn't they they did a power move Disney when they first released Disney Plus and they just yanked every Marvel and Disney related thing off yeah. Netflix mm-hmm. just just like that one foul swoop do you think that's what it is then our standards have raised not their standards have lowered I think it's just a, the monopolization of the film world yeah is, is yeah. the problem yeah. people have too much money and can spend too much money and, yeah. uh, and therefore just mess everyone else up. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah because their budgets must be practically limitless for like yeah. Net- Netflix and Disney Plus and that. Especially for Disney, because you've got you've not just got Disney films. Yeah. You've got the entirety of Disney as an organization, their shops, their mm-hmm. resorts, their hotel chains, their 
the, the amount of stuff everything. that they own is just ridiculous. So the amount of money that they have to put into stuff is beyond ridiculous as well. Yeah. It's like it's like Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime has never been the best, and it, and I don't think it ever will be really. No. But they have an endless pit of money what, to tap what? into, so they'll never close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if they make a little bit of profit, they're, they're not bothered, are they? As long as they're making That's something. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because they, they like tie Prime membership in with, with the Prime yeah. movies and films. I wonder and stuff, if they so. pay tax on that. <laughs> Let's not get started about tax. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we all know it's a big loophole. Uh, yeah, but I wonder if it falls under the Amazon umbrella of just being on taxless, like untaxable. Ad. Yeah, probably. If 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 they can, they probably have. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, go, go so, on. I mean, yeah. So this whole like, I guess, cornering and monopolization has allowed mm. you know the giants to step up, hasn't it? Yeah. And um, the likes of, I, I guess, the likes of Hulu and HBO, now TV, Sky, even like Sky and BBC, and those are like struggling behind. Because what oh, yeah. they they used to be like the big guns, didn't they? Yeah, won't they just get absorbed though? Do you know what I think? So I, th- I think it's but almost absorbed a good thing. into, in, in, like into, into Netflix or something. At some point, they'll just say, "We'll we'll buy." Because do you know what I mean? They had like um, True Blood and stuff like that from HBO, like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like yeah, it's it's almost good that they've got enough money that as soon as something good comes out they can just buy it straight away and that just pumps so much more money into the uh you know into the industry yeah that's, that's right it, yeah. it's I one think way of looking at it like what it does really help is the producers of film and the film yeah. companies that are making film like the physical film companies not not the streaming services or the platforms yeah. it doesn't help the platforms in the slightest because the platforms no. always want more eyes on their on their product all the time mm. so Obviously, the higher subscriber count you get, the better. Um, whereas, like for example, my film production company, I now have what I could only have pitched to Netflix, BBC, and HBO prior. Yeah. I can now pitch to Disney. I can yeah. pitch to um, Apple. I can mm-hmm. pitch to, you know, Amazon Prime. There's and, uh, so much more available now. Yeah, and the money's there as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's absolutely. not like. Yeah, it's not like they're, they're struggling. It's almost made filmmaking more achievable or accessible. Yeah. But at the same time, with that being said, the oh. problem with um, that being more accessible or achievable means that, you know, there's such an advancement in technology now that filmmaking itself is way more accessible and achievable. So therefore, you get a lot of people who don't really have any film experience in the slightest. Mm. Just like overcrowding the market. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Way you get that with you get that with absolutely everything. Yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like uh, yeah, you get that with everything. But it's all the consumer can tell. Do you know what I mean? And they that's yeah. why we end up watching the good shows. And when a good show comes out, you know what I mean? We're like people just yeah, latch onto it. Yeah, more to it. draw, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. But uh, yeah. I, f- I feel like. Yeah, but surely Netflix should be the ones that be like, oh, this is a bit rubbish. We won't put this on the site. Yeah, I can imagine they have like a, a million to one. Yeah. Like, Do you reckon? scripts sat on the desk waiting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. The amount of stuff they must say no to or the amount of requests they must yeah. receive, receive. It must be crazy. They had Deadpool on the waiting list for like 11 years or something, didn't they? So, 
They must have. Yeah. The, the amount of stuff they must have must be incredible. And it's not even like Deadpool was coming from a bad source. It was Ryan no. Reynolds, you know what I mean? Uh, like, that, that's not a bad source, is it? Well, do you remember watching, I think it was Wolverine or something, and everyone hated it when he came on. He only had two big sword arms. Yeah, yeah. And it was like awful, and they chopped off his head and it spam round or whatever. And I think that was what, mm. what it was. They just said, everyone hates him, don't put him on another movie. And then obviously, yeah. like each, that, that new Deadpool was nothing like the original, like, you know, like the original, like, cameos that he did in other films. It was, to- he, yeah. like, totally revolutionized it, didn't he? So I think, like, they didn't really give him a chance. But, yeah. I mean, uh, another thing as well, which wasn't entirely Ryan's fault, mm. um, a problem that he had was the fact that he was, he was coming off the back of Green Lantern, which is one of the most oh, worst yeah. hero <laughs> movies ever made in existence. Uh, um, and it was critiqued as one of the worst movies ever made as well. It's not just public opinion. It was uh, actually terrible. Uh, and uh, because he was coming off the back of such a terrible record, not not his fault in the slightest, it kind of like hindered his what um, he had fault? to say about it. No, you're an actor. You get told what to do. Yeah, that's true. That's not yeah, your fault. But, yeah, but at some point you've got you to watch it and go, the film. bloody hell, you can't release this. It's going to ruin my career. <laughs> what can you do? You sign yeah. a contract to say you'd appear in something. It's not your choice anymore. Is that's that it? Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. was it that watched that's like, that? That's like saying, oh, damn, I worked audio on that and there was a little slip up there. You can't release the film. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's that, who, sorry? Who, who like surely though someone you know some director has to watch it and go yeah we've we've made a good film there or watch it and go blum and we can't release that someone must have watched um, it and gone whatever just send it out <laughs> that, that last is. phrase that you just mentioned then the whatever just send it out is exactly uh, the issue <laughs> yeah is I mean? it yeah it's like uh, we've just spent a hundred million dollars just just send it please yeah. i don't want anything to do with it now um, nothing you can do. Career over. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But you know, a lot of producers, writers, directors have suffered that same pain. It's just about mm. how you, I guess, cope with bounce the back. Uh, that issue and bounce back, as you say. Yeah, with something mm. bigger or better, or maybe worse, and just end your career. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Who knows? It was it's like all that, a gamble. It's the same issue with um, David Fincher, wasn't it? He absolutely butchered the Alien film. Oh yeah, and then, and then his career is pretty much in the gutter, toast. And then, like, what was it like eight years or so later, he comes back with Fight Club, which did was he, just uh... you know one of the best films ever ever did made. Did he make Fight so Club? He did Fight Club. Yes. Oh, there you go. You've just like resurrected his career in my eyes. Just then, I thought he was done. I thought that was the end of him. There we go. Uh... Just like that. Boom. Incredible. So, okay, last topic, right? I got something to talk about. I was thinking the other day um, because I always wanted this this podcast to uh, to be. It was almost like the reason why I made it was like a reflection of what we would have learned within that week when we were ever we were filmmaking yeah. at the time when the podcast became a thing. We were doing um, the twelve short films in twelve months, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. challenge as such, and it was going super well. We were learning loads. We were making films, and it was great fun. Mm-hmm. And then the coronavirus happened, so we don't talk about that. Um, yeah. But so. I always wanted to be the podcast to be like a reflection of what we'd learned as such. Um, and something that I'd realized I'd missed out uh, on on looking at previous episodes and all that. It was, yeah. I usually just like randomly chose a topic 
and just talked about it for ages. Yeah. Um, and it never really had any context as such. So, with that being said, why don't we just start at the very start and talk about it from the beginning? Yeah. That would make more sense, wouldn't it, yeah. right? Birds How and the to make a film <clears throat> from the start. So when mummy and daddy love each other... <laughs> <laughs> I was a little yeah. swimming semen. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. Uh, but well, when I very mean? first started filmmaking... Um, it was like, so I did media at A level. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did media for A level anyway, and uh, that kind of like got me into films and stuff. Was that like really your first inspiration? Like that. Yeah, actually, it was. was. It, yeah? I didn't really have any interest in doing that. Oh, I kind of did, but I didn't really realize I was doing it at the time. So I did mm-hmm. a lot of editing. I edited loads of YouTube videos for like gaming stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I like just basically got like a really dodgy copy of Sony Vegas and. Um, and and just started editing and I edited <laughs> anything, any clips I could get together, put like commentaries over the top and stuff and just upload yeah. them to YouTube. Um, and that was kind of my first experience. I didn't realize that was a thing until I was doing media at uni. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of like, oh, actually, I've been editing for I've done this six before. years already. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I started the editing stuff when I was like 12, 13. As Did soon you? as I had a laptop. Yeah, straight yeah. into it. Um, loads of fun. Loads from around 2008, 2009. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I, I kept I kept doing the editing stuff, but something that I really missed out on was cameras. I never owned a camera. Yeah. I never really knew what cameras did, how they worked in the slightest. And the first time it ever picked up, held, or pressed record on a camera was in uni. What is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I decided <clears throat> I'd, I'd book out this camera for the weekend and just try my hardest to learn everything yeah. about a DSLR. Uh, everything uh, from like the top to the very bottom. Um, and it was like something that proper like springboarded film knowledge as such, because I knew a lot about editing at the time. So I knew about cutting and keeping mm-hmm. a, keeping a story flowing. Do you but, think that helped with your actual film and knowing the, you know, like knowing the technical stuff behind what you're going to have to do later on? Yeah. hundred percent. And not yeah. only does it help with, um, it, not only does it help with like the the whole aspect of you understanding your head, it also mm. allows you to like give other people realistic timeframes and stuff. Uh, so, say so yeah. for example, you're on set and you're a director, mm. and you you say to your camera operator, right, I need this swooping shot over here. I need I need you to come in on a yeah. on a wide shot into a medium close up on his on his shoulders. I know like more of what to tell the camera operator because I know about cameras than I would do if I didn't. So if I just said to him, hey, you just go over there and film that guy for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he's going to turn around to me and go, what are you all about, mate? (laughs) (laughs) Whereas, you know, if you actually give him the specifics and break it right down into exactly what you need to do in his language, it's so much easier. Plus also expectations are much easier as well. You look at a script and you go, right, I can film four pages today. And the reason why I can only film those four pages is because this is in this scene here, which is going to take way longer to yeah. film than normal because yeah, yeah, yeah. the camera setup is going to take it two hours. And I know that now because mm. I got that experience. So and then it was something that Defo did at uni. What's your advice to like new starters then? Just to try every, oh, man. every would it be every section thing. or to get one section down and then move on to the next section? Because that's what you yeah, like. Th- that's yeah. what you did almost, isn't it? You got editing yeah, down, to... then went onto the cameras when you got to uni. But that, that's, again, one of the problems with filmmaking as such, because you can't, like, 
master anything. You can't learn anything to the max. There's mm-hmm. always more to learn or more to do. So yeah. I reckon like learn until you think that you're competent enough that you could turn up to set one day and somebody would hand you a camera and you can go, right, okay, at least I know how to film. Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. film something. Or yeah. if somebody turned up to you and said, can you do us a favor? Can you just run audio? And yeah. You can turn around and go, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll run audio. I'll run audio. No worries. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. As, as soon as you feel competent enough to do that, then you can move on to the next bit, I reckon. You know, yeah, and then eventually you, go, you settle on something that you love just without yeah. realizing that you really like it. Uh, there, you, yeah, there you go, people. Uh, some some advice. Do, do, do some, you think? Some intel. Yeah. Uh, do, do you think on, there's a moment, though, when you're learning where you do go, yeah, I could just do this now? Or do you not think you have to be like forced into that position where, when you realize, oh, I can cope? I can cope in this position. Like I know enough. Yeah, to, to be able there's to do always that. something that was big with me was the apprehension of actually coming to a film set and yeah. messing something up. Um, so therefore, I always like took certain roles on set because I knew that I could do them. Like I was confident with doing yeah. them because I'd already done them before. Yeah. So I, I don't think have I ever. Let me think. Have I ever done? Hmm. So the only thing I've never done is assistant directing, because I I would always be worried about making a mess of it you know what i mean looking like a tool Why? because the first assistant director on set is like a floor manager he's like a the commander-in-chief of, yeah. of everyone and making sure everything's logistically running fine ah right okay. uh, and they have yeah, a huge yeah. weight on set basically a yeah. huge role um and so that's something i've never done before and i never thought oh man i don't even know how to get the experience in doing something like that to be honest yeah. um and the only Should- way you could probably do it is to self-shoot Sure, yeah, surely that job is mostly other people's problems, just like problem solving. Yeah, pretty Going much, yeah, which comes sure. within a package of being a producer as well, which I've done loads of that. So yeah. I could probably do it. Yeah. It's just the, the whole thought of like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. That's almost, it, you almost just made the prime example about the anticipation being worse than the actual thing. Yeah. If you yeah, put, I'm sure if you actually were in that position, you'd probably do quite well, but mm-hmm. it's, it's the, you know, the pre-thought of it. Yeah. I, I literally did every single role possible in those yeah. three years I was at uni. Like everything. Even I went into I did a I did a TV show. We did like a series of four TV shows for um student TV. Mm. And um I vision mixed oh, yeah, on one remember. of them because I wanted to learn how to vision mix and I thought it was cool. It yeah. is so tough. Yeah. <laughs> really, what is really it? Hard. Um vision mixing is when you it's like you you're the editor but live there and then. So when you like shoot like Good Morning Britain for example there's mm. six cameras seven cameras always ah, always right, recording okay. all at the same time yeah. and as a vision mixer you have buttons and you press the buttons and each button is a different camera cut yeah, or a fade yeah, yeah. or whatever when people um, are like looking can... at the right cameras and that, that yeah thing. that's right yeah, yeah. Um, so like for example uh, in a conversation scene what we had we had a three camera setup and mm. there was like a there was like a couch on the right and then Pete was on the left uh, with with the other presenter and there were the guests on the right, two guests on the right. Um, so we had camera A was the the shot on Pete and the other presenter. Yeah. Camera B was the wide shot, which covered the entire studio yeah. set. And then camera C was, or camera three was on um, the guests. And basically when, when, when the presenter gives the question, you have to naturally cut to the answer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then... If they like say a joke or they all laugh together, you have to naturally try and cut to the wide shot to capture it all in. Um, uh, so having to do that, you, 
I tried to do it based off of the script. So I was reading the script and like that, running through uh, the camera cuts. It didn't work at all for hours. Whilst we were doing the practice runs and stuff, didn't work in the slightest. Conversation and I was to one never of the runs like that. Yeah. Exactly. And that's how that's yeah. what happened when I was talking to the text. He was like, that's not how com- conversations go. Literally just close your eyes and listen and cut. Cut yeah. like that. You kept put your th- put your fingers on the buttons. Have a have a it's, little have a yeah. little watch of the main camera. Don't look at all the cameras. Have a look at your main view that what the audience can see. Yeah. And just uh, allow just yourself to naturally do yeah. it. Like, oh my uh, god, it was so easy from there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 That I guess it's that as well, and the whole idea of taking advice from people that know a lot more than you and learning from that. Yeah. Yeah. Is a big you, thing too. You probably would have come up with that solution from. You know, doing it as many times as yeah possible. Yeah. But, uh, Practice yeah. and fail over and over again until one day you might succeed slightly, yeah. but uh, slightly more than other people anyway. So. That's, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even know that was a thing to be honest. But yeah, yeah, I suppose I always thought the cameraman switched and just moved the camera to the next person. But obviously, uh, he couldn't have because he. So the vision mixer sits next to the director in yeah. the studio. Um, and they they cut between shots, and they also preload visuals, so like VTs, which are called videotapes. Yeah. So you know, like um, you say, oh, we cut to Sally, who's on the on the pier. Yeah, you know, yeah, and that's yeah, like yeah. a pre that's a preloaded. It's in the GV screen, GVS, yeah. um, and there's two of them, two or three or four of them normally, and they're preloaded, so they're ready like five minutes before we cut to them. They're already yeah. ready and rolling. So all that's, we have to yeah, do is crossfade over, and. Uh, or preload a transition, which you can preload transitions in there as well. So do you know when like the BBC logo goes whoosh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a screen, and it yeah, it's that kind of thing. They they're like preloaded transitions. All you do is press a button and it plays, and it cuts it yeah. to the one that you've preloaded. So on the Vision Mix screen, it has current camera, which is in red, yeah. and then a green box next to it, which is your next up. So what you've loaded yeah, next. Yeah, yeah. So you always load the next one, so it just cuts straight away to it. It's like in a car that has dual clutch control. Yeah. So it's like an, a gear's already in gear, ready for your next change. Yeah. So you can swiftly transition rather than having to scramble around and find your next camera. It's already there, preloaded. That's, yeah, that's so, so cool. You basically, as a vision mixer, work two steps ahead of the the show. You you work in the future. <laughs> to put it simply, that's, yeah, 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 that's quality. Like, yeah, yeah you like your step ahead. Yeah, really? absolutely. Loads of fun. It yeah. is loads of fun. I really enjoyed doing it. I also really enjoyed the whole the whole idea of making TV shows was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. In fact, do you know what it is? Why did you never Why did you never do it? It's all it's the you buzz of being back. on set that's the fun bit. Is it? Yeah. I could be anywhere as long as there's a camera there and I'm on a set. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy. Yeah, I love it. It's just something about it. I don't know what it why is. Why, 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 you've taken a step back from that side of things, so do you not think? I mean, uh, I work in post production now. So it's sort of like, I don't know. I'm yeah, working, with what, I'm working with what I've got at the minute. Yeah, I suppose at the, at the minute as well with COVID happening, sets are far far and few between, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They're hard yeah. to get onto, and also, you know, it's the whole idea of do I really want to mix around with people and stuff? There will be yeah. a time where we go back into it and where we full send it again and, and well, start filming again. It's supposed to be the eighth of next month, isn't it? Well, Almost that's schools go back. Uh, schools will go back and it's the tw- and well by June the, tw- the 21st well, social distancing ends apparently is it yeah yeah God. that's when social distancing is set to end 
but that's pending review. Yeah. Boris said like a load of stuff, didn't he? He was like, oh, um, I'm not going to rely on dates. I'm going to rely on data. But then like gave us a crap load of dates. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, honestly, who knows what's going to happen. Ridiculous. I just, the virus yeah. is running rampant. Still. Uh, it's 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 almost like you like the first time I don't know why we're talking about this and it's almost like the first yeah. time where like like we thought oh we're getting better and then as soon as the figures showed that we were getting better we started like doing things that would make it worse again I feel like we're just doing yeah. the same thing do you know what I mean yeah we should wait I, until yeah. it, it's not just better but it is done and then start like phasing things back in. I mean, it's only my yeah. opinion, and I'm only like an uneducated idiot. But it seems like we should overkill it. Do you know what I mean? Wait for it to yeah. be totally gone, and then say that's it. Like go back to your lives now. If people's lives yeah. hang in the balance, then do you know what I mean? Suffer for two more weeks because that's all it takes. Yeah, two more like... weeks of being careful. Yeah, there's two you problems with that. Uh, and those cool. two problems are being the fact that the public are the public and they don't like listening and we're British and who mm. cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. just one big problem. Then the other big problem is that fine balance between staying inside too long and destroying the economy yeah. and going outside too early and destroying health and it, it will surely it, the, and the NHS. You, you, the, the, the economy is ruined. Yeah. And we're going to proper face the effects within the next couple of years. Yeah, but give it a couple more months. If we go back into another lockdown, it'll be even worse for the economy, surely. Do you know what I mean? If figures start rising yeah. again and people start dying again and Boris goes, oh, God, we're going to have to go into a lockdown, he should be lynched. Like, mm. you, should, you know what I mean? We've seen this yeah. thing and happen that's twice. That, that's that difficult balance that they've all got to try and work yeah. out themselves. And there's a lot more people who are a lot more smart than us that can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, indeed. There's a lot but, more people that are yeah, a lot more smart well, than us, full stop. That, John, yeah. is the end of today's podcast. Um, we actually did more film talking than I expected today. Uh, we didn't really talk about anything else but film, really, which is strange. Uh, Out of the ordinary. We didn't get that sidetracked either. Even stranger. Oh, my goodness. Hello. Um, but, yeah, so thank you very much, guys, for listening in. If you did make it this far, if you did enjoy then, obviously don't forget to <laughs> follow Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, wherever the hell you actually watch this podcast. Come on, hit us up with a little follow. Why don't you do that? Uh, also, come and check out our social media channels too. We opened up Worth It Points just the other week, and it's doing okay. Uh, we talk about news and reviews and stuff that's coming out and what to expect on different stuff. Like, for example, yesterday, um, which would be... Yeah, yesterday's Star released on Disney+, and uh, we released a little article that shows you the top five shows and the top five movies that you can go and watch on Star. So, yeah, guys, thank you very much for listening for this week. Thank you, John, for joining us. Thank you very much. Uh, Speak to you all in the next one. Bye. Bye.